Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale of the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host James, and today we're reading page 60. Buffeted by black wings, as if an enormous crow was flying through him out into the hall and the world beyond. Wednesday opened the door. He had a white motel towel wrapped around his waist, but was otherwise naked. What the hell do you want? he asked. Something you should know, said Shadow. Maybe it was a dream, but it wasn't. Or maybe I inhaled some of the fat kid's synthetic toadskin smoke, and I'm probably just going mad. Yeah, yeah, spit it out, said Wednesday. I'm kind of in the middle of something here. Shadow glanced into the room. He could see someone in the bed watching him. A sheet pulled up over small breasts. Pale blonde hair, something radish about the face. The girl from the motel desk. He lowered his voice. I just saw my wife, he said. She was in my room. A ghost, you mean? You saw a ghost? No, not a ghost. It was solid. It was her. She's dead, all right, but it wasn't any kind of ghost. I touched her. She kissed me. I see. Wednesday darted a look at the woman in the bed. Be right back, my dear, he said. They crossed the hall to Shadow's room. Wednesday turned on the lamps. He looked at the cigarette butt in the ashtray. He scratched his chest. His nipples were dark, old man nipples, and his chest hair was grizzled. There was a white scar down one side of his torso. He sniffed the air. Then he shrugged. Okay, he said, so your dead wife showed up. You scared? A little. Very wise. The dead always give me the screaming memes. Anything else? I'm ready to leave Eagle Point. Laura's mother can sort out the apartment, all that. She hates me anyway. I'm ready to go when you are. Wednesday smiled. Good news, my boy. We'll leave in the morning. Now, you should get some sleep. I have some scotch in my room if you need help sleeping, yes? No, I'll be fine. Then do not disturb me further. I have a long night ahead of me. No sleep? asked Shadow, smiling. And that's our page. Shadow approaches Wednesday's door at the very start here and has a really odd experience. So which raven is Shadow experiencing at this point, though? Tex says crow, but come on, it's Wednesday. It's got to be one of his ravens. I suppose Hunan is thought, so it could be him. I guess it doesn't matter. Shadow's quick to blame it on the technical boy's crazy-ass cigarettes, but Wednesday is otherwise engaged with the woman who was previously working the desk at Motel America. So when Shadow tells Wednesday he saw Laura, Wednesday definitely enters, if not panic mode, then at least investigation mode. They cross the way to Shadow's room. He kind of sniffs around, like literally sniffs around. And um, Shadow notices Wednesday's scar on his midsection, this comes from the time when Odin was hanging from the world tree in pursuit of knowledge, and a spear pierced his side. If there were any doubts up to this point, if whether or not this is actually Odin, this is probably the biggest hint we get, I think, up to this point. I would say so. It's one of those hints that Neil drops as the story goes on, especially kind of in light of uh, Wednesday's tie pin, his one eye... Just his general description. We'll get another hint in a couple of pages to to kind of a little more closely align him. But for sure, he is some version of Odin. I also enjoy that, at least at this point, neither Wednesday or Shadow comes across with a typical male action fantasy character trope reaction. In most instances, I would expect the characters like this to be kind of toughening up and... Shadow admits to being scared, and even Wednesday himself claims that the dead give him the screaming memes. Now, that's an interesting phrase. Awesome one. Case closed. But 
to get a little more in-depth on it, there's a couple of spellings on the page. It's presented as M-I-M-I. The one I was more familiar with was spelled M-E-E-M-I-E-S. Spelled M-I-M-I. It's typically a reference to different types of World War II weaponry or possibly a Marvel character now known as Songbird. The second spelling is actually a panic attack or an anxiety attack. It's an odd turn and several dictionaries define as humorous. I wonder, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, if it's related to, like, shell shock. Oh, that was World War One more than World War Two. Huh. Thinking out loud, not on the page. It kind of sounds funny, but I think that Shadow and Wednesday are feeling anything but humorous at this point. Most places that I saw trace it back to the 20s or maybe even early 30s. Oh, so I guess maybe it could be a World War I-related thing. But that would probably put the panic or anxiety definition a bit ahead of the references to munitions. However, it could, like I said, it could be a World War I-associated thing, so maybe even in World War I it meant both. I didn't find any references to that, though. Wednesday says that the dead always make him panicky, which is not a super comforting way to state that. It also seems to we can infer that he's dealt with the dead previously, possibly often in the past. Not also that he has, but that he continues to do so and possibly will in the future. I can think of one or two other gods who specifically commune or otherwise interact with the dead within the book but I'm really struggling to remember Wednesday doing it. I guess that's a note for my conspiracy-style corkboard. Shadow decides to leave at once and to let Laura's mother clean up the apartment, so once again we're moving with Wednesday's timetable and to Wednesday's benefit. There's a lot of instances in the book where I wonder if Wednesday orchestrates the events in his favor, and several that I know for sure he does, but Laura coming back from the dead, I don't think... I don't think is part of his greater plan. He seems surprised on this page, and generally it seems like Laura involved changes the game from checkers to chess. I'll keep my nose to the ground for anything else that might disprove that. For now, though, you can get in touch with us at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. I'd like to say thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues that we use as our theme song. Thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow for another page. And remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>